This episode of the Locked on Kings podcast is brought to you by CBDMD. Whether you're a pro athlete, an exhausted parent, or you spend all day in an office chair, CBDMD wants to give you the support that you need to make it through the day. CBD Freeze and Recover are an outstanding duo of topical products with specialized formulas to provide targeted relief where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try Freeze, Recover, and every other CBDMD product, you can take 25% off of your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's cbdmd.com. Promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked On Kings. It's a game day on a Friday as the Sacramento Kings are back in action tonight after a couple days off. They are taking on a very undermanned Orlando Magic squad, and that might be the understatement of the century. You have to hear the injury report for the Magic heading into tonight's game. Daquan Jeffries is back for Sacramento. He is healthy. He is practicing, available to play, but there might not really be playing time for him. We'll talk about and take a look at Luke Walton's rotations. Plus, both Robert Woodard and Jamias Ramsey are playing in the G League bubble. Woodard had his second straight fantastic game. Jamias Ramsey put up a nice performance in his debut. I'll share the stats and information from those games for you on today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast. Hello and welcome into Locked On Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all offseason. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of the Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento sports radio host for the last six years. This is season number seven for me, covering the Kings, both as an on-air host and a multimedia journalist. Yesterday, I attended the Sacramento Kings media availability following their practice. They enjoyed having a couple of days off before uh, tonight's game against the Orlando Magic. And the first person we got to speak to was Daquan Jeffries. First time we had talked to him really since the preseason. Remember, he played one preseason game, uh, injured, I believe it was his back that he hurt, came back from that back injury, and then in practice he injured his ankle, had a grade 3 ankle sprain. He is just now coming back from that, is participating fully in practice, and he told us he's never dealt with injury issues like this in his career, and it's been very frustrating for him to not be able to capitalize on the momentum that he created for himself in the Orlando bubble. Remember how good Daquan Jeffries played, working his way into a solid rotational spot, and many of us believe that would carry over into this unknown season for Sacramento, where the Kings weren't necessarily expected to be that good. They were trending younger, so Daquan Jeffries was probably going to find 10, 15, maybe even 20 minutes a night in an off the the bench role. Well, now that pretty much evaporates with the injury issues that he's dealt with as Glenn Robinson III and other rotational pieces have earned their spots, earned their minutes, and with the success that the Kings are enjoying right now, it's not necessarily going to be a clear path back to playing time for Daquan. So he expressed frustrations in dealing with that, not being able to play, not being able to uh, participate in practice because of these injuries that he's never really dealt with before. But he did also offer up 
a, a positive side to what he's been dealing with. He said it's allowed him uh, to focus more on himself, focus more on his body, his individual game. He says he feels that he is uh, physically better, faster, stronger than he's any ever been, really just focusing on his body and getting right uh, and getting ready for his return. So I'm, I'm anxious to see him get some sort of playing time in the near future uh, to really see if he's been able to somehow use this injury time to improve his game, to get more physical, to get stronger, because the Kings could certainly use his wing depth, his athleticism that he provides, his effort and intensity uh, on defense. It certainly could be something that Sacramento could cash in on and make use of uh, as this season goes on. But Luke Walton was very honest when we asked him about Daquan Jeffries. Luke said, first off, it was great to have him back. But Luke did say that it's not going to be easy to work him back into the rotation for two major reasons. Major reason one is that, like I said, the the Kings already pretty much have an established rotation right now. It's more of a nine-man rotation, sometimes goes to a ten-man rotation. And with the success that the Kings have had recently, it's for the most part working, and Walton doesn't necessarily want to change that up. Now, he did say that he is looking at different options and looking at different things, increasing minutes for starters, decreasing minutes for certain uh, bench players, trying different combinations, different lineups. Uh, So Luke is definitely open to change. He's not set in stone in his current rotation. But he also said the biggest factor to deciding whether or not Daquan Jeffries is going to get a rotational spot right away is the fact that... Daquan hasn't played basketball for months. He hasn't played an NBA game for a long period of time. And there is that rust that you have to come back from. And just to thrust him into a significant rotational role off of the bench uh, might not be the best thing for him. So Walton has this ease him back in approach. He says he's going to try and get him minutes when he can, but for nobody to expect for Daquan to get in Uh, and be a part of the rotation right away. And I saw when I I tweeted out some of these quotes that there was a very, um, not surprising, honestly, negative reaction to this because there are a lot of fans who believe that Daquan Jeffries could help this team right now. He should be getting playing time right now based off of how he played in the Orlando bubble. And they recognize that the Kings could use what Daquan provides, or at least we believe he provides based off of how he's played in the past. But I understand what Luke Walton is saying here. Now, I do think that Daquan could be more effective than some of the pieces that Walton currently has in his rotation off the bench right now. But I'm okay with Walton not wanting to rush Jeffries back. And think about the message, too, that that would send Corey Joseph or Glenn Robinson or whoever he chooses to take minutes away from to give to Daquan Jeffries right now. Think of the message that sends. As soon as this guy comes back and is healthy, despite the fact that you are part of a rotation that is enjoying some success right now, we're going to give all our minutes to this guy and it really doesn't matter what you're doing right now because I think Daquan Jeffries is better than you. It doesn't necessarily send the right message. Now, that is not the main reason why Walton is making this decision as I mentioned before, but it is a factor. You always have to take that into account. One of the most important parts of a head coach's duties is managing personalities. And I'm sure there are others on the bench that are currently healthy that aren't getting playing time. Guys like Kyle Guy, who would also not be happy by the fact that Daquan Jeffries can come back from injury and get playing time and get inserted into the rotation right away. When Guy has been healthy, he stayed ready, he has been effective in his limited minutes played, but still hasn't earned a consistent rotation spot. 
the clear biggest criticism that I see of Luke Walton's rotations is the playing of Corey Joseph. And I'm a bigger Corey Joseph supporter uh, than most are. I recognize what he brings to the table, what he provides, and I also uh, pay attention to what he is and the player that he is, the teammate that he is off the floor. Look, he is a mentor for Tyrese Halliburton. He's an incredible locker room guy. I thought he performed much better last season, especially during the uh, absence of De'Aaron Fox than many gave him credit for. But Corey Joseph, statistically and based off the eye test, has not been the best for the Kings this season. And there's a continuation of a pattern, something that I don't like among Sacramento Kings fandom. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it's consistent with all sports fandoms. But being so close to Sacramento, I see it every single year. And it's something I wish we could just get away from. It's choosing one player or one person and heaping all of the blame on them and all of the hatred on them, making them really the scapegoat or the lightning rod. It's been Willie Cauley-Stein. It's been Justin Jackson. Now it's Corey Joseph. I really wish the fan base would get away from that because I'm seeing it far too much. But it is fair to say that Corey Joseph has not been very good this season. And with how the Kings have been playing and with the direction of them trending younger, it is reasonable to question whether or not he should be getting the playing time that he is compared to some of the younger guys on the roster. Now, I still think Corey Joseph is better than Kyle Guy, even though Kyle is the flashier player because he has more of an offensive game. Corey Joseph, to me, is a better overall basketball player, even if the statistics don't reflect it right away. But at this point, yeah, I would be okay seeing less minutes for Corey Joseph and more opportunity for Kyle Guy. And with the return of Daquan Jeffries, I know there are a lot of fans naturally saying, take all of Kyle Guy's minutes and give them to Daquan. Or take all of Glenn Robinson III's minutes and give them to Daquan right away. I understand the arguments for that. Walton is not ready to do that yet. But I imagine if Jeffries does get some sort of playing time, which Walton has said he wants to give Jeffries some sort of minutes and he continues to play at the level that he played during the Orlando bubble, it'll only be a matter of time before Daquan gets to that spot. Some fans are impatient. They want to see it right away. They think he deserves it right away. In the NBA, you got to earn that playing time. And if Daquan is the player that many of us believe that he is, it won't be long before he earns a rotational spot, in my opinion. Today's episode of the Locked on Kings podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag, the official sports gambling partner of the Locked on Podcast Network and, of course, sponsor here of Locked on Kings. And betonline.ag is the place that you can go for all of your sports gambling. Look, we know football is over, but the NBA season is in full swing. College basketball and the NHL are also happening right now. You have the MLB just around the corner. Soccer here in the United States is coming. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. And on top of sports, BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And you can bet on tonight's Kings and Magic game. And according to BetOnline.ag, the Kings are highly favored in this game. It is the biggest point spread that I've seen in favor of the Kings so far this season. As Sacramento right now are listed as 8.5 point favorites, minus 8.5, heading into tonight's game. Meaning, if you place a bet on that, the Kings have to win by 9 or more points in order to cover the spread and to make you money. 
Whether you're betting on tonight's game, other NBA action, or anything that BetOnline offers, they have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. If you head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code LOCKEDON. And be sure to check out Locked On Bets, our show dedicated to helping you make money on BetOnline.ag here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Get off the sidelines. Get into the action on Bet Online, your online sportsbook expert. Jamias Ramsey made his debut in the G League bubble for the Agua Caliente Clippers and wasn't the most impressive performance, wasn't bad either, had some strong moments. He did not start, uh, but he did end up playing 21 minutes, had a rough shooting game, especially from three-point range, went 2 of 9 from the field, 0 of 4 from three-point range, finished with six points, uh, but also pulled down four rebounds and managed a steal. I would call it an overall fine performance for him. He did get a lot of looks from three-point range that I really like. His movement off the ball was pretty solid. They just weren't dropping. Also did force a couple of shots that he ended up having blocked. I didn't watch the full game. I did watch bits and pieces while I was working. And overall, it's just good to see Jamias Ramsey getting some run. Now, Robert Woodard, after his very impressive debut, which I told you about a couple of days ago for the Austin Spurs, continued his solid play as he has already solidified himself as one of the Austin Spurs' most important players, even though he is still coming off the bench. He played 31 minutes and scored 20 points along with 11 rebounds and a steal in Austin's 104-102 victory yesterday over the Lakeland Magic. And naturally, with the great numbers that Robert Woodard is putting up, Kings fans are excited. I am too. I'm a big Robert Woodard fan. But we're already starting to see the significant overreactions from two solid G League games. Now, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to the G League because every single season, it seems like one or two diamonds are found in the G League that come up to the NBA and manage to be pretty solid rotational pieces. But I am aware that there's still a gap between the NBA and G League play. The gap isn't as significant as it's been in years past as the G League is continuing to improve, but the G League is still no NBA. And if Robert Woodard were to get the minutes in the NBA that he was getting in the G League or has been getting over these first couple of games, I highly doubt we'd be seeing the same numbers and the same efficiency. That being said, players who are capable of being successful at the NBA, typically when they do perform in the G League, they put up the numbers and have the success that Woodard has enjoyed over these first couple of games. So it's a positive sign, not taking anything away from the guy at all. I am, though, going to pump the brakes on the fans saying that Woodard shouldn't be playing in the bubble. He should be a part of the Kings rotation right now. And once again, using that as an argument against Luke Walton as a head coach. Pump the brakes on that a little bit. Now, if Woodard continues to put up numbers like these, averages these for his entire time in the G League, then I'm okay with having the conversation. But the point of Robert Woodard and Jamias Ramsey getting these minutes is to prove that they are NBA capable by having success at this level, but it's also just to get them reps and playing time that they were never going to get in the NBA at this point in time. They're two second-round draft picks. I fundamentally disagree with the idea that Robert Woodard or Jamias Ramsey should be getting playing time at the NBA level right now. I think that's a short-sighted, emotional, somewhat NBA-naive opinion to have. So I disagree with fans who believe that just because the Kings are going young means that those two deserve playing time and a rotational spot. I asked Luke Walton what his message was 
to both guys and how closely he's been paying attention to both guys in their play uh, in the G League. And he shared that his message to them was just to go get reps, play basketball, and have fun. Now, he also, of course, wants to see them work on some things and improve on some things, but he said the main point of this decision to put them in the G League bubble and to send them to the Austin Spurs and Agua Caliente Clippers was just to get them reps, allow them to play, allow them to work on their skills, hone their skills. And Walton said that both of the guys wanted to go because they recognized the value in the G League and they recognized the value of getting playing time. And look, Robert Woodard's getting 30 minutes off the bench. So instead of turning the positive performances that we're going to see out of these guys in the G League into a negative thing against the Kings, recognize that those performances are what's going to lead to their opportunity at the NBA level. Luke Walton and the Kings organization is doing right by these young men, in my opinion, by having them play in the G League bubble. And I applaud them for making that move. Now it's up to Woodard and Ramsey to perform. And as we've seen from Robert Woodard, he's already doing that. And the more consistent that can be, the quicker he will find himself with a consistent NBA rotational spot. On a completely different Sacramento Kings note, Sam Amick of The Athletic released an article today talking about trade rumors and trade deadline approaches for three different teams. One of those teams was the Sacramento Kings, and he talks about how the Kings are shifting from a team that was expected to be one of a few sellers at this trade deadline to now potentially buyers with the success that they've enjoyed as of late. I'll read the main quote from this article for you, but I encourage you, if you have an athletic subscription, to read this all the way through. It's great context and information on all three of these teams. But the quote from Amick says this, If this trend continues heading into the deadline, a source with knowledge of the Kings' plans said that the prospect of them being buyers would be very much in play. Now, this article also brings up the fact that there are a lot more buyers than there are sellers in this projected trade deadline market. Meaning, if the Kings are indeed going to be buyers, it's not going to be as easy for them to acquire the talent that they would like and potentially need to make a playoff push as maybe it would be in years past. So that's going to be something interesting to keep an eye on. Again, go and read that article. Check out that information. Sam is very well plugged into the Kings organization. So typically when he hears things like this, they are dead on accurate. Before we preview tonight's Kings and Orlando Magic meeting, let me tell you a little bit about Built Bar. They have done it again. They've released a new bar. It might be their most delicious yet. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. You've heard me talk about it a ton here on the Locked On Podcast Network really over the last year. I have one every single day. I cannot go without it. If you like the cookie dough chunk Built Bar, you'll love the coconut brownie chunk bar. They also have dark chocolate, coconut, and real brownie chunks. It doesn't get any better than that. On top of being delicious, this bar is healthy. Only 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, 7 grams of sugar. No matter what flavor you get, you will be satisfied. And on top of being delicious, these bars are going to help you lose or maintain weight. They're also great for the keto diet. The Coconut Brownie Chunk Bar is a limited time flavor, so you have to get it today at BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all one word, for 20% off of your next order. Again, that's BuiltBar.com. The Orlando Magic lost a hard-fought battle to the Golden State Warriors last night, and tonight's game being the second night of a back-to-back isn't the main reason why the Sacramento Kings are so heavily favored in this game. 
It's mainly because this Orlando Magic roster is just decimated with injuries right now. I believe I saw a tweet last night from someone following this Orlando Magic game saying that the Magic only had eight available players. And I don't know if that's going to be the case for tonight's game, but it was last night against the Golden State Warriors. This roster is absolutely depleted. Thankfully, none of it has to do with COVID-19. Unfortunately, it all has to do with basketball-related injuries. Now, this is the injury report from last night heading into the Golden State Warriors game. We don't have one yet heading into tonight's Kings game, but we expect most, if not all, of these to be the same. Al-Faruq out with right knee injury. Cole Anthony, out with a right shoulder strain. Michael Carter-Williams, out with a left foot sprain. Evan Fournier, out with lower back spasms. Markel Fultz, out with his torn ACL injury. Aaron Gordon, out with a left ankle sprain. And Jonathan Isaac, also out because of that freak injury that he suffered during the Orlando bubble last year. That is the expected injury report heading into tonight's Kings and Magic battle. I say all that to say this. The Kings are heavily favored, but I will still refuse to use the term or phrase the Kings should win this game on this Locked on Kings podcast. I will be extremely disappointed if they don't find a way to take advantage of all of these hurdles that the Magic have to work through, especially after the success that the Kings had over the Magic in Orlando just a couple of weeks ago. I am fully expecting that the Kings will be 13-12 and by the end of tonight's game, and we'll get back above 500. But, again, I will not say that the Kings should win this game, even if many of us feel that is the case. Regardless of who's suiting up and playing for the Magic tonight, the Kings have to be ready to go, because these are still NBA players, and many of them are going to be excited at the opportunity to get extended playing time because of the injuries to many of their teammates. If the Kings play the way they've been playing, if they play the way they played against the 76ers, play the way they played during this seven wins and eight game stretch, they will get the job done tonight. But this is another important test to see if this team is mature enough to recognize that they can't nor should they slack off. They shouldn't try and coast tonight. They should try and treat this like a game they're playing against a fully healthy defending champion Los Angeles Lakers squad. It's about building consistency, controlling what you can control on a nightly basis, regardless of who your opponent is. That's what I expect from the Sacramento Kings tonight. I want to hear from you. Your expectations for tonight's game, your thoughts on Daquan Jeffries and the Sacramento Kings rotation, your thoughts on the G League play of both Robert Woodard and Jemias Ramsey, reach out to me. You can find me on Twitter at MattGeorgeRadio. Tweet me publicly or DM me privately there, or feel free to email me at any time, mgeorge at saclocalmedia.com. Feel free to follow along with tonight's Kings and Orlando Magic game with me on Twitter if you'd like. And of course, we will be back on Monday to recap this game and hopefully Sacramento's win on Sunday over the Memphis Grizzlies. I hope you look forward to that. Until then, please have a healthy and safe weekend. Enjoy yourselves, enjoy the games, and maybe we'll be talking about a 14-12 and 12 overall Sacramento Kings team. We could all do with another undefeated weekend and the Kings getting back onto a winning streak. I look forward to talking to you Monday. Until then, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to the Locked On Kings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.